You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. McLovin, the poll question from the first hour, and does it bleed over into hour two? Yeah, it's interesting. Who's going to win the Braves-Dodgers series? 58% say Braves. Okay. Does that surprise you? Uh, no. No, I would think the Braves going back home. I just like how this sets up for the Dodgers and their starting pitching, and the bullpen has been great. The question has been, how much offense do you get? I'd like the offense to be spread out a little more than what it has been in two games here, where they've you know shown a little bit of offense, the Bellinger home run, and then, of course, what happened last night with five home runs. But I, I like having Max Scherzer on the mound. If you said... I. You know, anybody in baseball. Now, Scherzer is, you know, what, 36, 37 years of age, maybe a little bit different in how long you can go with Max Scherzer. But I love Scherzer to start just to set sort of the temperature there in the building in Atlanta. And then if you got Walker Bueller and you get some timely hitting and that's all you're asking for. And plus, I'm saying to these pitchers with the Braves, and a lot of them haven't been in these positions, go out there and let's see you shut down, you know, that lineup again. Yeah, McLovin. The other potential big question or poll from hour one was, would you pay Baker Mayfield big money? I'm curious how people would vote on that. Um, no, I, I don't want to give a, a full, you know, the full Monty to him. I, I don't want to give that to him. What if the question was, do you think the Browns will end up paying a big contract to Baker Mayfield? Yes, I do. Yeah. Because you got to, and I'll, I'll talk to Ross Tucker, our buddy. He'll uh, join us coming up. You know, when you, you look at the Brown situation, uh, you've already picked up his fifth-year option. And then after that, then I, then I have to think, do I want to give him maybe a franchise tag? I don't know if you're going to have all the answers you want. Uh, you're not going to get that this year with Baker. And then the following year, will you get that? And then are you going to decide to give him, you know, a five-year deal that's going to pay him $200 million? I wouldn't do it. Um, I think the ceiling is a little higher, right? Then it, I mean, it should be higher. He's the number one overall pick. I just don't know if I can give up that kind of money because it's going to cost me at some position on that team. Is he an elite quarterback, a good quarterback, pretty good quarterback, potentially a good quarterback? I just don't want to give money where I have doubts about that. It's got to be yes. Like that's the answer. And if the answer is not, an, an affirmative yes, then I wouldn't do that. Plus, what's his bargaining power? If I say to his representatives, hey, here's the deal. For five years, $150 million. You want it? Oh, you don't? Okay. Where are you going to get it elsewhere? Now, Brady Quinn, who joined us last hour, said, well, you might get you know a quarterback-starved team. Are they going to pony up? I mean, I don't know. But... You know, in fairness to him, he doesn't have his running backs. You know, his wide receivers have been banged up. But Case Keenum was serviceable last night, did a nice job. He did what you want him to do and maybe what you expect him to do. You may not win the game. Don't lose the game. And they were able to, you know, squeak out a win last night. That's all you want with these games. Might be ugly. You win those games. Because at the end of the year, you don't get style points. It's not like college football where they go, yeah, you barely beat that team at home. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no degree of difficulty. All right, we'll get to a poll question and uh, see if we settle on one for the uh, hour two. Your phone calls are always welcome. Say good morning to our radio and TV partners around the country. Peacock's our streaming partner. Fox Sports Radio carries this program along with nearly 400 cities around America. Uh, 
Phone number is 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Dodgers roll the Braves. Chris Taylor hits three home runs. Braves up 3-2. Uh, the Red Sox at the Astros. That's game six coming up tonight. Let's make way for our good buddy Ross Tucker, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast and uh, works for CBS in Westwood One. He joins us on the program. Let me, uh, let me start off with Baker Mayfield. Um, what do you th- do? You think the Browns eventually just pony up and give him that big contract extension? No, I don't think they're going to, Dan. I think they're smart enough with Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry, a couple Ivy League guys, I might add. Mm. I think that they're smart enough to realize that Baker is a good quarterback, he's not a great quarterback, he's not worthy of one of those contracts. I mean, I can name. 15 quarterbacks off the top of my head probably that are clearly better than Baker Mayfield. I think they're happy with him as a starter. But the weird thing about quarterbacks is there's like no middle ground. Yeah. I mean, you're either getting over 40 million a year or you're getting 10 million or less. It's just crazy. And the guy's getting 28 million or 24 like Jimmy Garoppolo. It's just because he signed his contract three years ago now and it got kind of jumped over i don't see how you do that i heard you earlier dan you made a terrific point nobody else is going to give him that money you know like i don't think that there's a team that's going to say oh yeah cleveland doesn't love him enough to pay him but we're going to there will always be draft picks there will always be other guys that i think you will covet more than baker mayfield we keep talking about devaluing the running back position and last night was another example I just don't see a team where you go, we got to get that running back. There, there's Derrick Henry, and then there's a bunch of other running backs. I, I like Kamara. Uh, McCaffrey, I would not have given him an extension. Uh, Saquon Barkley's not going to get a contract extension. Like it, it doesn't matter at that position. Do you think it'll ever matter at that position where you actually waste a first-round draft pick? Now, I know the Steelers did, but, you know... Do you do that, a top 15 pick on a running back? Well, I don't like the top 10 or top 15 pick. I don't mind down in the 20s. I think the real problem is when you give them a huge second contract. Now, clearly, as you referenced, Dan, Derrick Henry is a difference maker. I, I mean, I've seen that guy in person. I didn't recognize him at first. It was the SEC championship game. I thought he was a D end. I was like, hey, who's that guy? They're like, that's Derrick Henry. I'm like, that's Derrick Henry? And, and Dan, you're, you're older than me, but I, I can't remember another 250-pound man that was that fast. I mean, the other night, he was going just about 22 miles per hour, which is the fastest of any NFL player with the ball in their hands this year. I mean, think about that. Uh, somebody said Christian Okoye. Christian Okoye was pretty fast. Bo Jackson was crazy fast, but Bo Jackson wasn't 250. But anyway, you guys can debate that later. In terms of what you said about McCaffrey, you know, the only thing I would say about that, Dan, is he is so valuable in the passing game. The Panthers are 3-0 and in games he starts yeah. and 0-3 in games he doesn't. And he had been so durable until he signed that contract. But your overall point is a good one. I mean, I think we saw last night again, offensive line means a great deal. You look at the best teams in the league, you look at the worst teams in the league, 
more often than not, it directly correlates to the quality or lack thereof of the offensive line. Yeah, you know, I'm watching Odell Beckham last night, and I I know that he's not healthy, but I he's in the wrong system. Okay, that that's what I don't understand. Now, granted, they brought him in before they brought in Kevin Stefanski, but he just doesn't fit that system. But do you still keep? Odell Beckham, just because he still has that star power and the defense at least has to acknowledge that he's in the game. I think if the Browns got a good offer for him, they would strongly consider moving him. I just don't know who's going to do that. I mean, with his injury history, especially the last couple of years and lack of production, who wants to take on that salary? I don't think anybody does. And honestly, Odell Beckham Jr. is one of those guys, Dan, he kind of makes me sad. Like he, He's one of the all-time what-ifs. His first two years, I remember thinking, this guy could be like Jerry Rice. Like his first two years were incredible. But then he started to, you know, do all the – get all these personal foul penalties, and then there was the stuff off the field. And you just realized he wasn't going to be like Jerry Rice. And – I don't know how people will take this, but it just wasn't important enough to him. And I'm not criticizing him for that. I'd probably be just like Odell. You could probably go to Germany and get like $3 million to do some endorsement over there. Like, I'm not mad at Odell, but he decided early on in his career that the the off-the-field stuff was pretty important to him. And that's okay. It's his life. But I really thought he could be like an all-time great. But it's been the the off-the-field distractions – and the injuries that have prevented him from really even getting close to what he could have been. Why are the Dolphins, at least reportedly, trying to trade for Deshaun Watson? Their owner is not very patient. And frankly, I wouldn't be either. I mean, can you, I don't know how old Steven Ross is. I think he's in his 70s. Let me just tell you right now, I'm going on record right now. If I'm a billionaire in my 70s and I own a sports franchise, I'm not going to be patient at all. I mean, not even a little bit. He's 81. What's that? He's 81. Yeah. Um, Even more reason. And that's why Deshaun Watson ultimately is going to get traded because one of these owners, David Tepper of the Panthers, these guys are used to getting what they want. It must be infuriating to be able to literally pay for anything in life you want other than winning, other than having a good quarter. I mean, these guys can call their private jet and fly to Paris tonight if they want and do whatever they want to do in Paris, but you, you can't buy that in the NFL, but they want it. So they're going to do what it takes to get a quarterback that gives them a chance to win championships because they have big egos and they want to win championships. Jared Goff goes back to Los Angeles, and I guess he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. I I don't know how that feels when you play with a chip on your shoulder going into a game like this, but it feels like it's dangerous from the standpoint of, I want to try to do more than what I probably should. What do you think? So, yeah, so I don't know what that is like for a quarterback. I can distinctly remember in 2002, after Steve Spurrier in Washington released me, I actually started, Dan, for the Cowboys like a month later uh, on Thanksgiving against Washington. And I distinctly thought about 
if it's like a sweep to that side, maybe I could take a DB <laughs> and run him right in the Spurrier and knock him over, <laughs> throw him in the Spurrier. Like I, I had that mental image. So I don't, I don't know what you do as a quarterback, but as a lineman, you think about, man, there might be some way if I'm near the sideline, I can chuck a guy in the Spurrier's legs. Didn't work out. That very hard to do. Very hard to pull off. By the way, it's uh, Wake Forest at Army. Yeah. Wake Forest undefeated. This is a sneaky good game that you got. Well, what's awesome about it, Dan, it's not a great Saturday of college yeah. football games. There's not a lot of great matchups. So everybody at noon, the game is sold out. It's at Mikey Stadium. It's sold out. Wake Forest, best season, best start since 1944 they're 4-0 in the ACC they're 6-0 they get a great chance to win the conference with Clemson being down but Army's tough especially at home I absolutely cannot wait for this game noon tomorrow CBS Sports Network could you start for a division three team right now that is a great question um I don't think so man I mean I'm 255 pounds. No, no, but you know why? About a month ago, I was on Army's field. And I thought, you know what? I want to change up my workouts a little bit. I ran 1,400-yard sprint stand. But I was just like jogging. I wasn't like really sprinting. My hamstrings were sore for three (laughs) weeks. Three weeks. I never do anything like that. I think I – you know what? I could probably start – at center or guard for a bad divi- a really bad division three team and then for a good month to two months after that game be incredibly sore and mad at myself have fun this weekend great to great to see you buddy thank you always thanks dan that's ross tucker host of the ross tucker football podcast and uh covers uh college football as well he called florida atlantic and charlotte last night for cbs sports network And then, big one tomorrow at noon, it's Wake taking on Army. We'll take a break. The NBA has issued its top 75 players of all time. And, of course, we don't talk about who's on the team. It's who didn't get on the team. Have that for you coming up next here, Dan Patrick Show. M-Drive. You know, the guys in the back, they started taking M-Drive because they see me do it. And they're thinking, man, he's got a lot of energy. Yeah, I do. M-Drive, it can work for you. Compete with the younger guys at the office. M-Drive, everyday supplement for driven guys who refuse to let age slow them down. Packed with clinically tested ingredients, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone levels, helping you maintain lean muscle, giving you the energy to fight back against aging. You can compete every single day. You can find M-Drive at Walgreens, Rite Aid, or Vitamin Shop, but I recommend going to mdrivedan.com and you have it delivered right to your door. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. We're all getting older. Doesn't mean we have to act that way. M-Drive gives your body the T-support it needs to compete and win. M-Drive's not for everyone. I tell the backroom guys that. It's just for the driven guys. Visit mdrivedan.com. More strength, energy, T-support to fuel your daily drive. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. The Halloween night when Michael Myers returned isn't over yet. The next terrifying chapter in the record-setting Halloween franchise back, Halloween Kills, 
in theaters now, but you can stream it on Peacock. I started watching this last night. And I'm not a big horror movie guy, but I, I, I wanted to watch it. I wanted to see Jamie Lee Curtis again in there. Uh, let me see. Oh, by the way, Ben Simmons put his house for sale yesterday. And uh, if he got, I think, $2.2 million outside of Philadelphia. There is a basketball court outside. I don't know if it's been used, but there is a basketball hoop uh, attached to the house there with Ben. Yes, Paul. He bought it for $2.3 million five years ago. It's now $4.99 million. Oh, okay. Uh, almost two acres, and it's a cul-de-sac, which is lovely. Yeah. Uh, five bedrooms and a game room and an aquarium. Okay. Which is not a money pit whatsoever. Mm. Yes, Todd. It's hard to get packages, though, there, because the mailman refuses to deliver anything to that spot. Just like Ben Simmons is refusing to... That was bad. That wasn't good. I thought I had something there. I should have reworkshopped that a little bit. You should say something like, it has a basketball hoop, but it's never been used. Yeah. Once again, I brought everything to just a screeching Yeah, hall. you did. Well, I, now, what are you supposed to do with that? I, I just... Yes, McLovin. That would have been good if Carl Malone had refused yeah. to take a shot. Yeah. Not so much with Ben Simmons. Yes, Eaton. One of the things that I love when uh, somebody like this puts their house up is that then they write articles and show you pictures of the inside. I love when it's wall-to-wall pictures of themselves and their own jerseys. <laughs> I know. That is just so hilarious. He's got 57 Ben Simmons jerseys hanging up in there. Yeah. It's just his jerseys. <laughs> it's just him. And then it's just Ben Simmons on magazine covers. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like A-Rod. When A-Rod had the uh, Centurion, when it's half man, half horse, and that's in his house. <laughs> I mean, I do have some things in here that you are a, of me. You have a TV show going on. Ben Simmons, yeah. that's just a house. It's <laughs> just home. Come on in. I, I, you want to see my artwork? Yeah, that's it right there. So anyway, I had this portrait of me done, <laughs> a present to myself last year for my birthday. I remember I wore that jersey, and uh, yeah, I didn't make a three-pointer in that game either. Yes, McLovin. They also has a neon sign that says Simo the Savage on it. it really? Which, by the way, I, I think this whole house is cutting his trade value even more. He thinks of himself as Simo the Savage. <laughs> <laughs> like, I honestly, these photos are killing the trade value. Okay, I wonder if he nicknamed himself. That makes it bad. Simo, Simo the Savage? Yeah, more like Simmons the laid-back lefty. Like, he's not savage at all. That's no. the problem. no. But uh, I guess he's meeting with management uh, sometime this morning. The general manager for the Rockets, Daryl Morey, did an interview yesterday and uh, basically said he's not trading Ben Simmons. This could be four years. Like, the, the, the conditions that I'm pointing out to you don't change. Unless Ben Simmons is traded for a difference maker, we're in the prime of Joel's career. We have to get back... Either Ben Simmons playing well for us, who helps us win the championship, or we have to get back a difference maker for Ben Simmons, or this could be four years from now. Okay, you're in the prime of Joel Embiid's career, but then I also can look at this, I, I want to take advantage of that. And I don't think having Ben Simmons there is going to be taking advantage of uh, Joel Embiid's prime. To me, it hurts his prime. Now I do want to get somebody who can help us win a championship. 
Ben Simmons doesn't want to be there. I, I, the problem is Daryl Morey doesn't, it's not his job to go, how do I make Ben Simmons happy by sending him someplace else? That's Rich Paul, his agent's job. Daryl Morey's job is, okay, let's maintain, try to build, uh, better surround Joel Embiid and win a championship here. They should have traded him in the offseason. Everybody talked about that. He didn't want to be there. And then they had that faux, hey, we want him back. Everybody wants him. No, they didn't want him back. And they should have traded him in the offseason. Now you have him. He says he's got a sore back. He doesn't want to play there. Now, I do think that ownership is looking at this around the NBA because Harden pulled this nonsense. Star players have done this where, you know, I'm going to stomp my feet and I don't want to play here anymore. Okay, we'll act, we ask, and we'll trade you. I get it. You know, maybe Philly ownership is just saying, nope, not going to happen. You got a, you got a contract here, live up to the contract, come on in and play. But it might be to the detriment of the team. That would be my issue with this. You got Joel Embiid, you got a pretty good roster, Doc Rivers, you know, what are you expecting for Ben Simmons? And it feels like now, whatever you get is not going to be good enough. Because we keep waiting, who's that difference maker you're going to get? Is C.J. McCollum? Is, is Draymond Green and one of the younger players with Golden State? Like, who's a difference maker? And if I'm a team, I'm not trading my difference maker for the guy that you think I should take as your different difference maker. You can't have it both ways here. You got damaged goods. And therefore, what you're asking for, unless somebody gets desperate here, I would not be ponying up for Ben Simmons. The NBA 75th anniversary team selected by a panel of current and former NBA players, coaches, general managers, uh, panelists didn't rank their selections. Current and former players were not allowed to vote for themselves. As we often do, you have the 75 players, but then we want to talk about those who were snubs here. And the point is, if you want to put somebody on, you have to take somebody off because you can't go, Tracy McGrady should be on there. Tony Parker should be on there. Vince Carter should be. Okay, who are you taking off? That's really the most important part with all of this. Because we do this with the All-Star game. And he's an All-Star. Who are you taking off? And, and that's how you should approach this. Now, are there guys that I look at and say, I think he's one of the top 75 players of all time? Sure, there are a lot of those guys on here. But who am I taking off? As much as I love Bill Walton, name my intramural team, the Walton Gang. One of my favorite people. He's not one of the top 50, 75 players of all time in the NBA. He's just not. Wonderful player. College, one of the all-time greats. But Bill is not because he didn't have longevity. And I have to factor that in. Longevity. Consistency. Bill had a magical year in Portland. They beat the 76ers in one of the more star-studded lineups with the 76ers. The following year, I think they were 50-10. and 10. And maybe they were going to win another title. And then he had foot surgery. And he never really recovered. Sixth man of the year with the Celtics, with Larry Bird. You know, you have to be honest with this. 
And as much as I love Bill, he's not one of the top 75 players of all time. Had he been healthy, he would be one of the top 15 players, in my opinion. He was that incredible. But he's, he's just, he shouldn't be on there. Uh, Dwight Howard, I think, the, more, the longer Dwight Howard played, I think it reduced his chances of being recognized as one of the great players. If, if he stopped at age 30, or maybe a little younger than that, then he might be on there. Um, you know, Tony Parker is not considered a great point guard, one of the greats of all time, but he's got four titles. Um, I think he was a top five MVP, he won a finals MVP. You know, th- you know Vince Carter, that consistency, the greatness. Uh, Bernard King, like there, there are just so many players that I see here, but... You know, I've had people say, oh, Kyrie Irving is Kyrie. No, Kyrie Irving shouldn't be a top 75 player of all time. Like he wanted out of Cleveland. Uh, He didn't help out Boston. Who knows what's going to happen with the Nets? He can't stay healthy. He hit one of the biggest shots in NBA history to win a title for Cleveland. But he's not a top six. Talent wise is one thing. Production and results is something different. Tracy McGrady, you know, Probably is another one of those guys. You know, great. They, they didn't win. But Kyrie, to me, is, is much a negative as he is a positive. Remember, he had his team in Cleveland. They didn't do anything. And then LeBron came back to town. And then he didn't like being second fiddle. So he goes to Boston. And then what happens in Boston? Then he wants out of Boston. And then here he is with uh, Brooklyn. So, no, he's not a top 75 player. Yeah, Paul. A couple of names that surprised me. No offense. Were you, would you have been more surprised if Anthony Davis made it or didn't make it? I was a little surprised he made it. No offense. A little. Um, well, okay. I have to... This has to be how do you stack up with your contemporaries, in my opinion. Because Bob Cousy's on here. And then you're going to get this. Well, Bob Cousy in today's game wouldn't be able to play. You're right. He wouldn't. But in his era, Bob Cousy was a great player. And how would Cousy be today if he was able to take advantage of scouting, condition, private planes? You know, probably would be a different Bob Cousy than you saw with the Celtics in the 60s. That's where it gets dangerous, where you start to compare eras. I just have to look at when you played, how good were you? And how did you compare with your contemporaries? And Bob Cousy in the 60s, he's one of the all-time greats. Yeah, Paul. Here's one more, and tell me if I'm wrong. I was surprised that Robert Parrish of the Celtics made it. He was part of greatness, but I never found him to be the best player on his team or maybe second best. No offense, but he, he seems to be part of the story of NBA history, but I don't think Robert Parrish was a great basketball player. Yeah. I, I, and I could be wrong. But you... Yeah. There's just wonderful players on here. Uh, you know, our, our good buddy Reggie Miller is on there as one of the top 75 players. Dominique Wilkins, who should have been in the top 50 players of all time, got in, in the top 75. Uh, Bob McAdoo, uh, one of my favorites, got in the top 75. Yeah, McLovin. I got a couple questions about old-timey guys. Not too old-timey. Okay. Billy Cunningham, I thought, I understand he's a 50. Like, he was a six-man, right? I saw he only has four yeah. all-star appearances. That one struck me as odd, and I'm a Sixers fan. Nate Archibald, a definite? Um, okay, like he, I, I got to see Nate in Cincinnati, and he was, he was incredible, wonderful. Okay. 
Um, you know, when he went to Kansas City, Omaha Kings, I don't know what the numbers were. In Cincinnati, he was a great player for one of the worst teams in the league. And he led the league in scoring an assist one year. Uh, two more quick ones. Dave DeBusher with the Knicks yeah. and Dave Cowens with the Celtics. I know he won a uh, MVP. Yeah, I don't know if they're the greatest of all time. I feel like those are the names that Dwight Howard could come at. Like, how can you say Dave Cowens was better than me? But, but I think at the time, Cowens, I think Cowens won an MVP. They won a title. And he was a really good center. And he played for Boston. You know, Dave DeBusher played for the Knicks. That factors in as well. Who you played for? Did you win titles? But I, I don't know what the voting criteria was for this. Now, I don't know what they're factoring in. Yeah, Paulie. One guy I was surprised that did make it just because I thought the NF- NBA might frown upon him. Dennis Rodman. He did make the team. Yeah. I'm, and I'm all in favor of it, but I'm, I was a little surprised. Well, I think he was one of the most underrated, then became one of the more overrated because he sort of bought into, uh, you know, I, I'm a great defender. When he played with the Bulls, I didn't think he was a great defender at all. I think he got overcovered. And uh, he became, oh, you know, what's what's his hair going to look like? Uh, he wasn't anything on offense, and uh, he just got rebounds. That was it. But he created a brand. You know, one of the one of the first NBA players who became a brand when he's out there, and and Rodman did that wonderfully. When he was with Detroit, he was a wonderful player. But with the Bulls, I thought that uh, all they asked him to do was rebound. I can't put you in just because you rebound. Yeah, McLeod. Uh, one guy we were kind of making fun of, Clay Thompson being so upset, but I got our Clay Thompson. I'd put in over Russell Westbrook, maybe. I think that's a close one. Yeah, but Russ won an MVP, had the whole triple double stuff. But Clay's gonna have the titles. Well, I'd rather have Clay than Russ, but you know that you know shouldn't be hey uh, the answer there. But I, I don't know. One has titles, one doesn't. Um, one has the ability to be the second or third best player on his team and thrive. And Russ can't do that. Russ hasn't done that. And we're going to find out with Russ with the Lakers. Can he be the third best player on his team? Because normally it's like, hey, I'm the star. You're not the star. And Klay Thompson has been able to do that and make that team better. Who else? Anybody? uh, Let's see. Like, you know, I just remember these guys. Adrian Dantley was a 6'5 guy, maybe not even that. He could score on anybody. Anybody. Uh, Alonzo Mourning was a wonderful player. Dikembe. These are all snubs here. Alex English was instant offense. Bernard King was one of the baddest dudes ever. I mean, if he didn't get hurt, man, he was unbelievable. I mean, Bill Walton made it, but Bill won a title, won two titles. He won one with the Celtics. Um, Do I think Bernard King's a better NBA player than Bill? I do. And I I hate doing this because I I truly love Bill Walton. Um, But, you know, I'm just being honest. I mean, Tony Parker had an unbelievable career. If he played in New York or L.A., he'd be celebrated. It, It wouldn't be a question. He played in San Antonio. Manu Ginobili. Um, T-Mac. Pau Gasol. I mean, there's so many great players. But if you're going to put somebody on, who are you taking off? And I think that's really what it comes down to. But, you know, that this was uh, voted on for the 75th anniversary team. Maybe I'll be around for uh, 
the 100th anniversary. Maybe they'll let me vote on the 100th anniversary team. And you have players and, and people voting on this who didn't even see some of these players that I got to see play. As I've said before, the only person I think I really missed was Bill Russell. I didn't get to see him in person. But Koozie to Oscar to Wilt, uh, you know, those 76er teams. Hell, I saw Pat Riley play. You know, Jerry West, you name it, Earl Monroe, able to see them. So I think, you know, having people who have perspective on some of these players uh, is important when you have these lists. Yes, Paulie. Uh, our buddy Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated tweeted out a picture and it said, snubbed NBA 75 team, and it's a Ricky Rubio. <laughs> <laughs> Loyal to them. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Ricky Rubio is only 31 years of age, I think. He's got like seven more teams left in him. He's probably going to play for 15 teams when it's all said and done and not have an all-star appearance. That's tough. <laughs> all right. When we come back, McLovin has against the grain. Topic today, McLovin. Is a special scientific against the grain. You're going to learn something, Dan. Because I normally don't. All right, against the grain, something scientific. I'm just saying, if you have kids in the car, you might want to keep them in the car because this is a lesson. Oh, okay. It's for the children. It's always for the kids. All right, let's take a break here, and we'll come back. Against the grain, back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Final hour of the show, Rebecca Lowe, host of the Premier League. They're going to be at the L.A. Coliseum. Got a road show. Yes, Paulie? I think you, we have uh, Liverpool, Manchester United on Sunday morning. Mo Salah, your guy? Oh, Mo Salah. That's <laughs> number seven? Oh, Mo Salah. All right, McLovin, you got your against the grain? Yes. All right. Uh, let's hit the music for Against the Grain with McLovin. So I'm calling this litmus test Sunday. It's a term we often hear, but does anyone know what a litmus test actually is? I'm going to tell you. I'm not even going to make you guys guess. It's a test for acidity or alkalinity using litmus. But doesn't it, doesn't it turn like purple? Yeah. Yeah, but, that little like thing, you, you dunk it in and then it turns a color, right? Yeah. Does anyone here know what alkalinity is? Uh, it probably is related to alkaline. He I'll played, give you, he played for the Detroit Tigers. Alkaline. <laughs> alkaline. Yes, it's the buffering capacity of a water body, a measure of the ability of the water body to neutralize acids and bases and thus maintain a fairly stable pH level. Okay. Do you know what a pH level is? I could go on for hours with this. It's yeah, the potential not. of hydrogen. Yeah. All right, here are our five litmus test games, and I'm going to determine, are these teams alkaline or acidic? <laughs> Wait, what, which one's positive? Which one's negative? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to say acidic is the bad one. Okay. That sounds okay. a little negative. All right, okay. Okay, Bagels-Ravens, a litmus test game. 
I think that the Bengals are going to come out of this alkaline. A-OK. Here's my theory. The Ravens got torn apart by Carson Wentz a couple weeks ago. Should have lost that game by, but their field goal kicker and the Colts got hurt. And they got lucky to beat the Lions. They are due a loss. They're a great team. They're really good. But they are due a loss. I like my Cincinnati Bengals again. I'm back on the bandwagon, man. Okay. All right. And by the way, remember that headline Jamar Chase can't catch? Was he baiting us the whole preseason? I don't know, because I received some uh, responses from people saying, I thought you said he was going to be the best receiver. I'm like, uh, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't know that he couldn't pick up the football when he was on the field. But now he's setting a rookie record, so he's yeah. good. All right, Bears-Bucks litmus test game. Paul's Chicago Bears. Acid. I'll tell you why. Have you ever seen attract more angry Hall of Fame quarterbacks than the Chicago Bears? Tom Brady's still mad because people are making fun of his four fingers from last year against the Bears. Mm. He is coming out on a mission on Sunday, and he is going to beat up on the Bears. Uh, big test for Justin Fields, by the way. Curious by the way, Tom Brady did talk about that matchup facing an Ohio State quarterback. I just need a minute. <laughs> okay. We'll just... Talk among <laughs> Okay, I got it. Okay, here's Tom Brady. I'm not going to say anything too inflammatory about Ohio State. <laughs> That's what you're getting to do, but I'll have my time. Usually Ohio State, this is Michigan State week, so I can kind of, those are the guys that I can kind of go after. Um, that's interesting. Why, why is there not a lot of Ohio State quarterbacks in the pros? There's a lot of Michigan guys over the years, but not a lot of Ohio State guys. Okay, I like the shot. Taking a little shot there. Yeah, Paul. I don't know if you could ever come back at Brady for his pro career, but if you want to say, I don't remember you playing at Michigan, <laughs> that could work in this scenario. Okay. You can't uh, make fun of the wow. pro career. All right. We now wow. resume our regular schedule program. Okay. The next litmus test game is Eagles Raiders. Now, I'm not sure who this is a litmus test for. The Eagles, who are facing a November 2nd trade deadline, and they have to decide, are we giving away our star quarterback, Darius Slay? So they need to win. The Raiders, uh, they benefited from what is now being called the Bisaccia bump last week. Interim coach Rich Bisaccia is getting them fired up. I'm going to say the Eagles are a bit acidic right now. They seem like a mess. And the Raiders come out of this with hope for the 2021 season. All right, two more. Dolphins, Falcons. We're all tuning in for this one. This is alkaline or acidic. If the Dolphins lose this game, what does that mean for Deshaun Watson trade rumors? I'm sitting here trying to figure it out. Does that mean they want him because they're so bad or they don't want him because they're going nowhere without him? I ask you, I have no idea. Well, I still think you have to have an identity for that franchise. And I think that this owner, being in his 80s, wants to have something there that you know even though it might not be something good to have you know happen right now given deshaun watson's profile but i do think it'll it'll amp it up a little bit more even if they lose this game and they're one and six then they can still justify this trade yeah but then you don't worry about if you have to sit him for eight games great point because you're not any good so it's not like you're sort of tanking you already have to give up your draft pick to the eagles all right. All right. Uh, last game, the uh, litmus test game. Chiefs at Titans. I think this is our, all of our favorite game of the weekend. I'm going to say the Titans are alkaline, which is the good one. Mm. They have a very stable pH level. Mm. They're six-point underdogs. Can't you see Derrick Henry running all over the Chiefs on this one? Yeah, but you just had a big win against the Buffalo Bills. Right? Okay. So can you replicate that against the Kansas City? 
It, I don't know. I mean, this is in Tennessee, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah, so Kansas City is favored in Tennessee by six and a half. Wow. I, I actually, I see it as six on this list I'm looking at right now. Okay. In Tennessee. Yeah. So here's, you always go against, you're going against the grain because everyone's high on the Titans right now because I saw them in a primetime game. You're saying that makes you a bit nervous. Yes. Yes. It, it's Kansas City feels a little more desperate. Uh, the, the Titans played extremely well beating Buffalo, but it's like Buffalo when Buffalo beat Kansas City. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, Buffalo, we're all on the bench. And then Buffalo loses. Now it's like, oh, the Titans, you know, I don't think their wide receivers are healthy. Um, is Do I expect Derrick Henry to have a big day? He should, but it feels like Kansas City, uh, they're favored for a reason. Going back to, the, by the way, the Ravens-Bengals game, I saw a quote from Lamar Jackson saying, we're not looking past the Bengals. We would never look past the Bengals. And it dawned on me, are they looking past the Bengals? <laughs> because whatever a quarterback says that, <laughs> that means they're looking past them. So you might want to bet on the Bengals. Yeah, they they shouldn't because Cincinnati is, they're competitive. We, we've seen that. And you haven't been able to say that about Cincinnati for a while. Yeah. Does anyone here remember what pH was from the beginning of this segment? Science Quiz Friday. Phosphorus. Todd? pH um, tells you the base, the acidity or the basicness of something. No, what's the pH stand for? Ooh. Todd was definitely not Todd, weren't it. you listening? I don't remember what the pH No, Todd, for. you weren't listening. I remember what the definition of pH was. But you weren't listening. I guess I missed that part. Yeah. And he can't, I'm hiding my computer screen so he can't cheat off at this time. All right, is that it? Is that against the yes, grain? Yes, potential hydrogen, Todd. Ooh. The hottest, what is potential hydrogen? The hottest rookies, the biggest superstars, the all-time greats, only one place to collect them all. Panini trading cards, for instance, classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, the hottest rookie cards. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. Uh, Sunday night, it'll be Carson Wentz and the Colts. They go to San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo will get the start for the 49ers. That's at 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Yes, McLevin. That was a sneaky line about Al Kaline, by the way. <laughs> you definitely would have cheated off me in science class. Yeah, in, probably in, so. In 10th grade. Yes, I would have. Yes, I would have. And I might have passed you the ball. You if, know? Like, if, I would have found you. If you and Paul were graded on, like, sports stats knowledge, like, mm. in 11th grade, you probably would have been Ivy League. Oh, I would have been summa cum laude. Absolutely. Although, for years, this is how smart I am, I thought magna cum laude was better than summa cum laude. Doesn't it sound like, man, I'm magna cum laude? That uh, does sound. Yeah. It's like you're summa cum laude. Yeah, it's sort of. Like it's sort of. Kind of cum laude. Like cum laude. A summa. summa cum laude. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an ish. Cum laude-ish. You know, Fritz always says he's Jew-ish. I am kind of Jewish. Yeah. I go for the high holy days. I'll yeah. go to synagogue. Summa-ish. Magna. Doesn't it? That sounds like more impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Final hour coming up. More phone calls, less humor from Todd, and uh, Rebecca Lowe on loan from uh, NBC coverage of the Premier League, the Premiership. That'll be coming up. Final hour, meet Friday, right after this, Dan Patrick Show. One more item. We close out hour two. There's a great app I want to tell you about, saving you time and making it easier to manage your investments. The Stiefel Wealth Tracker app. When it comes to managing your investments, 
Really knowing where you stand is half the battle. Stiefel Wealth Tracker lets you build your personal balance sheet and track your net worth over time. You can securely link all your financial accounts using bank-level encryption and monitor how all your investments are performing in one place. Stiefel Wealth Tracker also gives you direct access to Stiefel's award-winning equity research, investment strategies, and more. Well, Stiefel's been helping clients managing their investments for over 130 years. When you need professional guidance, you can use the Stiefel Wealth Tracker to connect with a Stiefel financial advisor and get the help you need. That app, the Stiefel Wealth Tracker app, absolutely free. Download Stiefel Wealth Tracker at the App Store, Google Play, or at Stiefel.com slash tracker. That's S-T-I-F-E-L, Stiefel.com slash tracker.